Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts, the last show of 2020. Hello, everybody. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro Rose, creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is a show where we combine 3D printing, sometimes woodworking, and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. In the chat room, we're hanging out in the Discord chat room. Um, Pedro, uh, Shout or everybody out while I hanging out in the Discord, this. in the YouTube chats, in the Facebook chats, inside of Twitch on Periscope. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this lovely, cool morning here in beautiful Central Florida. Did it? Shout Hello, out everybody. Everybody hanging out. We got Claude. We got Dave. We got Yannick inside of the YouTube chat and on Discord. We're hanging out as well. Good morning, everybody. Got a packed show today, so let's go ahead and check jump out right into some it. Yeah, projects. We got yeah, we're gonna do a little bit of the show housekeeping at the beginning. We still got some freebie deals going on, of course. So check out adafruit.com/free and see all the different things that you can get. And the more money you spend, the more things you get. Um, I won't walk through them all, but they are listed there, and you get a good idea of them. Um, the holiday shipping deadlines are we're in the middle of it, if not the last of it. It's um, here we go. I think uh, the, it's kind of like the last day for UPS two-day, um, like the two-day shipping, not like today as in the word. But check out adafruit.com slash, uh, I think, shipping. Or it's just at the bottom up here. You can, you can find the, the blog post for the holiday shipping deadlines. So if you haven't ordered your stuff yet, I think today's the last day or maybe Friday if you want to do next day air. So check out all the different places. And we also have a nice list for all the folks that are international. So check that out. Uh, we do this every year, but every year we definitely got to promote it and show that uh, we have all these dates for folks so that they can get their stuff in time. Anything to add to that, Pedro? I just posted the link to the blog post that has all of the shipping deadlines, so you guys can check that out. Make sure that you have all those orders in, especially um, this time of year. Yeah. So it's all safe. We have awesome protocols. Everybody's been safe and. Um, your package should uh, should be should reflect that. So there we go. Got my little banner up there. Okay, real quick. Um, newsletters happen once a week. If you want to check out the weekly newsletter, it's called the New New Newsletter because it's focused on new products. Just go to adafruit.com/newsletter for that one. Then for the dailies, adafruitdaily.com. This is uh, you have to opt into it if you want. It's not automatically subscribed or anything. So if you don't have an account, check when uh, try check. Try making one and checking it out. Um, speaking of making an account, if you make your account with Adafruit and you turn on uh, 2F and you secure your account, you can get the 20% off discount. Um, if you have done this already, great. You can use your discount code. If you haven't, um, we have a learn guide that shows you how to set it up. It's pretty simple. Just uh, create your account. It's free to do so. And then activate the two-step stuff, 2, 2F. Is that how you call it? Two-step authentication. So check it out. Lots of cool deals. Um, yes. CircuitPython meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's a great opportunity for the devs and the community to come together and say hello and uh, chat about what they're working on, uh, what, what's happening in the community, and lots of other little segments like that. OK, just trying to get my, my things here. All right, and the last message is wear your mask, right? <laughs> keep, keep wearing your mask. That's our message. Cool. How are we doing? 
Shout we, out to everybody. Do we have audio and all that? We got DCD. We got Vince. We got Jim Hendrickson. Mr. Certainly Bruce hanging out. Sweet. We got Inkit from India. It's nighttime over there. Sweet. Good got, evening. Uh, Claude. And all right. We're a couple of people hanging out. Thank you all for joining us. Let's go ahead yeah. and jump into this week's project. It's a very Sweet. awesome example of using IO with the ESP32S2 and using a bunch of NeoPixel strips to create a matrix. You can create an outdoor or indoor sign. Yeah, this is very fun. I got inspired uh, way back when Katni made her LED wall and she was working on the LED animation library for CircuitPython. Uh, so I've always wanted to make a sign that was big, that had a bunch of NeoPixels. Um, so things came together where um, we're on vacation, we had some wood that we had left over, and we've been slowly there. kind yeah, of working our, yeah, it's slowly working our way towards woodworking, like just building stuff out of wood. Um, we've done a little bit of CNC here and there. We had a miter saw, so having this wood was a really good um, kind of jumping point to say, hey, let's, let's do this. So I put together the design of this thing in CAD, a couple 3D printed parts, uh, some brackets and whatnot um, for the frame, and um, NeoPixels, of course, and it is using Adafruit.io to pull in data for changing the text and changing the color of the text. So it's a pretty simple I.O. project. Um, so over here, we have a really simple dashboard that we created. So in here, you can change the text. So we can say, uh, Happy Holidays, for example. I can hit Enter. That'll push that uh, to the feed. And then this guy checks the feed like every so often. And it's not instant, but it changes it for a little bit. It takes a, maybe a minute or, or less. Maybe let's change the color while we're at it, too. And then um, if we look. At the, uh, at the screen, just give it a moment for it to pull the data, and it'll pull it in. So it is running CircuitPython. Uh, the microcontroller here is the Metro, the ESP32-S2 version, so it's very new. Um, it's really easy to wire it up, just three wired connections for the NeoPixels. We'll walk through it. There's a little bit of a glitching here. Um, the CircuitPython dev team are taking a look at that to get better support for NeoPixels. Right now it's working pretty good, with the exception of like a little glitch here and there. but. Not too bad. There it is. Happy holidays. So it's using the NeoPixel FrameBruff library uh, for CircuitPython to get uh, scrolling text. So it's a really easy way to get scrolling text on a custom NeoPixel uh, grid. Also, you can create all sorts of different, um, there's all sorts of little knobs and things for the uh, NeoPixel FrameBuffer library. So if you have a custom uh, NeoPixel grid and you want to um, you know, do it in a different way where maybe it's not a zigzag pattern or, or uh, maybe you want to do a certain number of columns and rows. It's really easy to do that in the library. We have a nice um, learn guide that walks you through using the library. So that's the demo. Um, originally, we were going to put it outside, outdoors. Um, we kind of ran out of time to kind of seal it, seal the wood and do all this stuff. And maybe not so much a good message to say, hey, come look at my thing outside. So an indoors thing works well, too. And I think folks that want to build their own uh, NeoPixel grid uh, can get a kick out of this. It doesn't have to be made out of wood. Um, you can use the 3D printed brackets for the NeoPixels uh, to create your own grid or arrangement of pixels. So that's, uh, that's the quick demo. Let's go look at the learn guide. Let me do learn.adafruit.com, push that. And then I'll do a uh, green color here. 
Let's do a green. You can, of course, use the, if you have a hex value, you can do that. But this works really well uh, on the phone as well. So I have this uh, on my phone as well. So you can load this website on any, because Zetafruit.io, uh, if you have internet anywhere you are, um, you, can, you can pull the site up and change it anywhere you are with a, with a decent, I guess, connection. Can't really see the color there. There it is. I think it updated. Let me refresh. Could be Chrome. Ah, and it just like went. I just killed it. <laughs> Let me go back here. I got quite a few dashboards, so there we go. There it is, updated. Learn. <laughs> so that updated just fine. You know, I had a cache or whatever, but there it is, loading in the screen. So yeah, it seems to be working pretty well. Um, I, ha I left it running all night <laughs> by accident, and it, it was still chooching all night. So real nice. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the learn guide and see what, uh, what we can pull out of it. All right, so head on over to learn.adafruit.com. You can pull it up. Overview just walks you through all the parts. Again, the Metro ESP32 isn't necessarily required for this. You could use any number of microcontrollers. You could use a Feather if you wanted to. That's originally what I had. But we really wanted to push the, uh, the ESP32 S2. Um, the Metro has tons of IOs. So if you wanted to add more things to it, it's, uh, it's a good, uh, I think, choice for it. So check it out. It has built-in LiPo things, too. So if you want to use a LiPo battery, you can do that. And it also has a big DC jack, so you can give it plenty of power. They're not in stock right now, so you can sign up to get notified when they are back in stock. Now, for the NeoPixels, you can choose any number of NeoPixels. The 3D printed brackets are designed for mini skinny NeoPixels, so just FYI there. The, the 3D printed uh, brackets are a customizable, like you can change it if you want to in like Fusion 360. You can do that fairly simple, or you can use another CAD package, but for now, um, it's, it's going to fit this guy out of the box. There are some a couple of uh, kind of add additional things that that could make this weatherproof. For example, we got a cable gland, which is uh, a little kind of nut that's designed to keep uh, moisture and water out of your wired connections. You also have an actual wire that's wire weatherproof. Um, it has four wired connections. For this, we're just using three, but you could use it for like a USB cable if you wanted to extend it or something. But figured I'd use it. Um, it, it works really well and um, it makes it easy to disconnect the NeoPixel. So uh, I am using this for disconnecting and connecting uh, the Metro to the NeoPixel grid. So that's a good kind of cable to use if you want uh, some weatherproofing there. And then some other odd ends like a micro USB breakout, some heat set inserts for the 3D printed case, some USB-C breakouts. That's a, one thing I'll note um, once we get there, it is a USB-C type connector on the Metro. So uh, you might have to adapt it, which I had to do. So I figured I'd throw that USB-C breakout here for folks that want the plug. All right, and then a couple hardware screws and standoffs for the Metro. All right, so let's check out the CAD files. There's lots of them. It's a woodworking project, so we have some plans that you can download. Of course, the, the source files for the 3D model of the assembly can be downloaded as a step file, which works in lots of different CAD packages. Or if you want to use Fusion 360, that contains the original source, which I made it in. Uh, so you have user parameters you can type in and quickly adjust things like the thickness of the board or maybe the pitch of the pixels. Um, it's, it's really nice. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you have the STL files because they are 3D printed brackets. 
the plans are very simple. They're more of like a one page like plans. Like <laughs> it's pretty simple assembly. You just get a, a list of the boards and their dimensions and a visual screenshot of what they look like. And then the plans are just like, here's the frame, here's the leg frame, put the leg frame in there with leg supports, and then um, assemble it all. So it, they're not too complex plans, but we do walk through them step by step uh, in the guide. But you can have these as a, as a visual reference, which I did when I was cutting it and, and chopping it up. Um, I had this printed out and right next to my miter saw so I could see what the measurements were. Um, so that's available as a PDF, these two different PDFs. One is for just the parts measurements, and the other one is for kind of the steps, which is really simple and straightforward. For the 3D printed uh, parts, I just have a screenshot of the 3D models of them. But you can see here we have like four corner brackets, two brackets for the panel. The panel just rests on these leg frames. And then you have a set, uh, six of them, six NeoPixel holders, because they do stagger. And they're pretty much sized for this piece of wood, which is 27 by 16 inches. Why did I remember that? Uh, for slicing the parts, I would recommend like grouping all the parts on the bed as you can. Here I'm showing a screenshot of grouping all six of the NeoPixel holders, so you can print those out in a batch. And if you have another printer, you can print out the corner brackets in another batch. Um, one thing to note, the gasket, the case gasket STL file, that uh, should be printed in NinjaFlex because it's, it's supposed to be like a rubber gasket that seals um, the cover and the case. Um, you don't need that, I guess, if you want to print just the cover. Um, but I had that extra bit because I can print NinjaFlex, and I have uh, a spool of it, so I can use that. And I was like, playing around with that to make it uh, to see if it would be more weatherproof, and I think it is. There's also a layer by layer that walks through um, the the CAD, really, like the whole timeline, the sketches, and the user parameters. So if folks want to uh, take a look at that, you can get some insights on how you can quickly change some of those parameters to adjust it if you want to adjust it, like the dimensions, at least, anyway. So there's that whole CAD files page in a nutshell. Onto the circuit diagram, pretty simple. Um, the circuit, just to kind of keep for simplicity's sake, I only show four strips. There's a total of 12 strips, and it's 12 by 12, 144 pixels. And I purposely went with that because I just had a five meter reel of, uh, it's like a full reel of these mini skinny NeoPixels. And they have a bit of a, a, a low density, right? So um, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. For me, it was a good thing because uh, I, I, didn't have, I didn't run into any power issues. I could just power this off of five volts, one amp power supply. You maybe want to do a two amp power supply, but it's running off my USB drive, my USB hub right now. Um, so that's how I'm running it. So I don't need any additional power. So keeping your pixels under 200 or so, uh, if you don't want to have any additional power, that's a good kind of rule of thumb, I think. Yeah. And uh, just three wired connections. I'm, I'm, uh, the data in is going to, what, pin five or pin six. And then I'm using the, uh, the VHI pin, the high voltage pin um, on the retro, because it gives you a little bit more voltage, and of course the ground pin. And they're all laid out here. And for powering, um, you want to power the metro off a, like I said, five volt USB power supply, which I'm doing. You do have the option to use like a 3.7 volt LiPo, which we have in, in, uh, in the in store. Or you could use a five volt wall, uh, you know, wall, wall, bleh, five volt power supply that <laughs> plugs into the wall. Uh, so there you go. And the Metro ESP32S2 has built-in recharging over the USB-C port, so you can do that if you want to have a battery and have a solar or something. You can do that too. 
But that's how I'm powering it, through the USB-C type connector right here on the Metro. Okay, the next page walks you through uh, setting up your Adafruit I.O. So you want to get your Adafruit I.O. account set up if you haven't done so. It's a good project, like a first I.O. project if you haven't done one yet. Um, should, walks you through with screenshots on how to go about making a group, creating feeds, naming them, and uh, think about the feeds. Just make sure the names are the exact same because the code referenced those, those, uh, those feed names. So you just have to make sure that the lower cases are all, you know, the case, what is it called? The case, the camel, no. What is it called when it's dependent on? Oh, case. Uh, case sensitive. Case sensitive. <clears throat> Thank you. It is case sensitive, so be sure to uh, you know copy and paste these. Pretty simple. Sign text and sign color are the names for these feeds. It's going to be yeah, and then um, the dashboard. You can create your dashboard and then pull in the feeds, and then uh, we're using a text block and a color picker block. You, you pick them, you name them, and you can make them whatever size you want after you add them, which is really fun to do. So check it out. That's uh, pretty quick. It's funny because like uh, Lamar actually wrote the code for this and just sent it to me. I'm like, how do I make the I/O stuff? I should surely know. So I was able to kind of work my way through it because I've done a few I/O projects now, and it was really easy to do. So that's a testament to how easy it is. <laughs> All right. Next up, when you get your Metro, you're going to want to um, update CircuitPython. So this walks you through. Um, these are actually mirrored pages from the learn guide for the Adafruit Metro USB32. Every board has its own learn guide that has all the data and information you need, all the documentation. This pulls from that and just shows you, hey, here's how you can uh, update the bootloader to install uh, uh, the latest version of CircuitPython. It does ship with CircuitPython. Um, yes, it does ship with CircuitPython, but uh, you might want to update it because we are we uh, we just updated it. <laughs> And then this will walk you through installing uh, the UF2 bootloader. So you can walk through that step. And then finally installing CircuitPython's page walks you through that using the ESP tool. A little bit special. Um, I think it's because it's already shipping with uh, CircuitPython, you can just go straight to this step here. And uh, it should load up as a USB drive when you plug it in. So then you can uh, go into the bootloader mode and um, drag and drop that UF2 file. Cool. And then this kind of walks you through like um, doing some demos. If you want to do some internet testing demos with your Metro ESP32 S2, this walks you through uh, kind of pulling some, some stuff. So you can check that out. Here's the code. It's on GitHub. Um, you'll want to grab this extra font. Um, it's just a font that you can grab. It's like a bin font. <laughs> uh, but that's the font right there that you're looking at. And it's a uh, not included with the FrameBuff library, but I think it's from the FrameBuff library. So you can grab that uh, from this from this link. And then um, when you have CircuitPython installed on the Metro, you'll want to have these libraries. So once you download the, the library bundle, you want to pull out just these libraries and, and put them in the lib folder of your CircuitPy drive. Sometimes the CircuitPy drive doesn't come up as CircuitPy drive. Mine came up as no name, so I guess I could rename it. but. Uh, it just, just as a little side note that my CircuitPy drive came up as no name <laughs> because I guess ESP32 S2 is a no name. <laughs> no, just uh, and then you can uh, upload your code. So here it is. Shout out to Lamar for putting this together. She uh, commented and it worked out of the box. So shout out to Lamar. And um, if you want to use uh, like a feather, I think the only thing you need to change is where the pixel pin is being defined. You see where it says board.io6? 
Well, the Metro ESP32 S2 has a little bit different of a configuration when you're pulling pins. So all you need to do to, to make this work with a feather is change IO to D. So it would be D6 instead of IO6. And that's all documented in the learn guide for the Metro ESP32 S2. So that has all the pinouts that are named specially for CircuitPython. So you can check that out. But that's about it. You change that out to D6 and you can run it on the feather, which is what I had originally. Cool. All right, that's a quick look at the code. It's up there right now. Folks can grab it, download it, do PR if you want to improve on it. I'd love to see uh, more knobs and, and like dials for like triggering animations from the like the LED animation library for CircuitPython. That'd be dope. And then expanding on it, maybe showing like weather or something like that. Oh, that would be so Just great. Pulling the leather data. Yeah, you can also do graphics with the pixel. Um, frame buff library. So you could make little icons and things like that, depending on how big of a display you want to make. You get pretty crazy. So we wanted to keep it simple and we had we run out of time here. <laughs> the year running out. So let's get this out. Here we go. All right, let's walk through the building the wood sign. Um, this page kind of shows you uh, yeah, it's just the text of the uh, of the dimensions for the boards and they're all broken out into what it is, the base, the leg frame, the frame of the LED, the leg supports and the LED panel. So this just walks you through with screenshots of what you want to put together. You probably want to put the, the bottom base together. And um, you could just print out that sheet, but I have it here in case folks want to walk through it step by step. And it just walks you through that. Um, the LED panel is a half inch thick sheet of plywood. Um, so I cut that down to 16 inches by 27 inches. You can, of course, uh, change that as you like. Just note that the LED strip holders are designed for like particularly this low density. And um, check the CAD file, I guess, if you want to see what the exact pixel pitch is. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, 12 by 12 fit on this, uh, on this sheet of wood. After installing the strip holders, then we get these corner brackets in there. And the corner brackets just make it so that the, uh, the frame uh, kind of rests over uh, the LED panel. And then the LED panel has these two 3D printed uh, kind of holders and it just allows it to hang over that, um, that bar, um, that bar, that piece of wood uh, on the leg frame. There we go. All right. This page walks you through building uh, the Metro control box. So the, 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 the enclosure. So these are the two wires that I kind of had to make my own. So we got that cable for the NeoPixels. Um, it's a weatherproof cable. And I'm just using some ribbon cable with some uh, header pins. So the, the Metro ESP32-S2 has header pins on it. So the easiest way to solder to them is to just plug in a, a header. So I soldered some wires to the header and I just plug them in that way. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can get the feather without headers because I would have preferred that, but uh, you can plug them in, you know. Because the case is fully enclosed, you don't have to worry about the, the you know, the, the pins falling out. They have a pretty f nice fitting, but uh, yeah, they do come with headers. Remember but some they, of the older Metros, not the ESP32s, did come without yeah, female they, headers attached? They, they do, you can get it an optional, so maybe that'll or be a thing. Maybe I'm thinking of the Grand Central. Yeah, I think the Grand Central. Okay, where's my tab? There it is. So I had to make that cable, fair enough. USB-C type cable. If you don't have a USB-C cable that you want to DIY, uh, I have a link to Amazon to get these um, 
these kind of plug connectors for USB-C, and then I basically am converting that into a micro USB-B uh, connector socket uh, so, that, uh, so that I can use my long USB extension cable. Uh, so that's why I adapt it. But I think folks, depending on what cable you have, what power supply you want to have, you'll want to fashion your own uh, wire uh, for connecting the metro to power. So that's the way I did it here with some silicone wires. Um, the case is designed for these heat set inserts, so you do have to install them with a soldering iron. Uh, you could, of course, build a soldering iron rig, but you don't have to. You could just kind of use the tip of your soldering iron. Just be very careful with it. Um, and you can get those inserts in those holes. There's just four of them. And then I'm using brass standoffs to elevate the PCB. Um, so once that's set up, you can just string in the kind of needle and thread the USB-C cable and uh, the NeoPixel cable through the cable gland. It's just barely big enough to fit through the cable gland, but it does fit, which is nice because I don't like to kind of feed the wire through and then solder it up because then you won't be able to pull out uh, the cable. But you can, so that's nice. USB-C. Uh, this USB-C uh, plug that I used is really, really slim. Doesn't have any of that plastic casing, so it is able to pu push in and out of the smallest hole, which is nice. Um, so once that's installed into the case in the cable gland, then you can plug in the NeoPixel wire into the header pins of the Metro, and of course plug in that USB-C connector to the power. Cool, cool. So I secure uh, the Metro board uh, to those standoffs with some hex, uh, not hex nuts, with some screws. So we got eight of these screws because we have four on the top, four on the bottom, and then the, uh, the standoffs are 10 millimeters long. They're M3 standoffs. And uh, yeah, you can pick those up from, from Amazon as well. Uh, the cover here, I'm using these thumb screws to secure it again with that, um, that NinjaFlex printed gasket. And a word about the, why does it look green and it has like, this really nice laser cut looking engraving. It's because I CNC milled the cover. Just wanted to be fancy about it. I got some acrylic. I could do that. But I also have an STL to 3D print the thing, which uh, is good. So you could 3D print it too. But I just wanted to make it a little bit better. I wanted to do some, some sort of milling on here. So that's my, uh, my fault. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. All right. So once we have our control box, we secure it to the, to the, uh, the, frame, the leg frame. Wherever you like, I put it right there. So, not not. You don't want it to go too far away. So, the leg frame is a good place to uh, to secure it. With some wood screws. On to building the grid. So, cutting up a bunch of NeoPixel strips is fun. <laughs> it actually is. It's kind of fun. So, uh, I count you know all of them, twelve by twelve. Make twelve strips. Each strip has twelve LEDs. They got a lot of space in between them. These are mini skinny. Um, make sure you keep the silicone sheathing fitted over each strip because that helps you with weather support. So just keep that in mind. I'm using flush diagonal cutters, but you could use whatever you like too. And you can, you know, there's markings on the LED strips that tells you where to cut them. So you can use that. So once uh, I cut them all up, I wired them all together in a zigzag pattern because that seemed to be the easiest way to mount them. Um, you can see here in this photo, I have them all bunched together here. Very, very flexible. Um, definitely recommend using silicone cover stranded core wire because it's both strong and flexible and you're gonna be moving it a lot here to build your grid. Uh, so definitely recommend it. Also, of course, don't forget the heat shrink tubing. 
Heat shrink tubing is so essential. So many times that I forget to add the heat shrink before soldering every time. It's a meme. So avoid the meme. Yeah. Um, so uh, testing, test fitting uh, the NeoPixels is super important. In this photo, you can actually see I have a dead pixel. Let's click on that photo. Enhance, you can always do that. You can always click on a photo in a learn guide. Is it too small? Just click on it. You can see the original size. It's huge. And here you can see this strip right there. There's the culprit. There, there's not even any physical damage. Like the cap's there. It's been fully encased. Why did this break? That's just the deal, I guess. This, this so definitely want to have some extra strips on hand. Thankfully I did and I was able to just take out this whole strip section and then just put in a whole new one because I didn't want to go in there and, and fix that busted LED. So that's that was my kind of quarrel that I had to figure out, but um, definitely want to test it before, you know, mounting it and stuff. Uh, so thoroughly test your pixels. Good, good way to do so is to use a strand test demo code. So just make all the pixels a solid color and then you can find out uh, that way if there's any dead pixels in the chain. So yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so the, to install the NeoPixels into the holders, um, kind of jumped ahead here, but it's just a good way to visually show the NeoPixels. That's why I have them already pre-installed here. But they get press fitted through the little clips. The little clips um, have a tight fitting, so the silicone will act as a as a bit of a grip to those clips, so it stays taut. So it's really nice. You can kind of still take them out, uh, but like keep them taut by just kind of pressing the silicone through the little clips. So just repeat that for all of them. And um, they're the the, uh, the the 3D printed holders themselves are secured to the wood um, with some screws. They have screw holes in them. They have these little uh, kind of mitered edges so that they can stack and stagger on top of each other so they can be chained infinitely. Um, and the, to line them up, you can just straight edge it with the edge of the wood because it's designed to fit that wood. Um, what else can I say about it? I did have to like trim the edge of those of the clip, uh, the ends of the the holders because like the frame just barely fit in it. So I had to kind of cut it a little bit. So you might have to do that depending on uh, how you aligned your strips because you can align it with the edge, but to line the whole thing can be somewhat of a challenge. So maybe measure it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was a fun photo to get, like just on the floor right here. Mm -hmm. It's such a big thing. So I have a photo of that. All right, and then the last page talks about the usage, which I already walked through, like updating the text and updating the color. But that's the guide in a nutshell. I'd love to do a version two where it has more interactivity. Maybe it's a bit of a game or something, or it has some sort of sensor input. That'd be super dope. But as a first starter, I think this is a good start and a great way to end the year picking up a new skill and uh, doing some IoT stuff. Yeah, long uh, skill process in the making. Started off with, like you said, just a little CNC with a little tiny other mill and just yeah. growing that in scale. Uh, Tinkering Tech was asking how large can uh, how large a sign can you make with those, and I'm just saying that the only limit here is going to be the power and the size of your material and the memory yeah. too, in terms of powering all those and getting all the uh, LEDs to light up. 
There's a great learn guide on like a NeoPixel curtain. Oh yeah. And this just shows how many you how can you can do. yeah. Is I that think it right there? One thousand five hundred NeoPixel LED curtain with Raspberry Pi and fade candy. Yes. If I could click on it. Mm. Uh oh. Yeah, broken UI issues here. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a broken. Inspect stuff. and then delete that whole <laughs> window there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. There we go. And then uh, Mr. Certainly Bruce was saying that just be careful when you are setting up the board as the pin label D20 is really a dice roll using it. Yeah, you definitely want to be careful. Uh, reference the pinouts in the learn guide for the ESP32S2. And uh, yeah, it's a nice pinout, so you can check that out and ensure that you're, you're hitting the right pin and you're labeling it correctly. So this learn guide from Phil B uses a Raspberry Pi and Fade Candy. That's the name of the board uh, to power this. So uh, this is a good guide on how many power supplies, how to do the math to, uh, to, do, uh, to calculate you know, how much amperages you're going to, to uh, wow, I'm only at 25 amp fuse. Whew. It's a scary, this is yeah. like super scary. <laughs> Need some uh, thick wires. I think there's a NeoPixel 8, right? Pixel 8, is that right? There's a board dedicated um, for eight channels of pixels. I can't seem to remember the name of it. <laughs> I think it is NeoPixel 8. Yeah, but I just can't find it. Maybe try the shop. New Pixel 8 channel. I know you exist, but I can't find you. I can't <laughs> find it, folks. Sorry. Is it like Neo Matrix or something? Like some fun name? No. Can't see either. <laughs> typed in dragon. I typed in dragon and it showed up. Wow. That's awesome. Neo PXLA. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Funkin' names. Yeah, Funkin' names. <laughs> well, this is it. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention too, when you were set up, setting up the USB power, I really want to go with Ethernet cables for making such a long yeah, for uh, sure. connection yeah. for it. Otherwise, unplug and use a shorter USB when programming the ESP32. Yes, I did. I did fall into a issue when I was programming. It, so, if you have your NeoPixel's brightness set to like more than six, like 0 0.6, 0 0.7, it, it draws so much power that when you try to load the Metro as a USB drive. It just won't load as a USB drive because it's trying to take too much power from your USB hub. So what I ended up doing is just literally disconnecting the NeoPixel cable. That way it wasn't getting all that power from my USB drive. And then the CircuitPy drive started loading. So that's a little tip there on uh, how I fix that. Drawing too much power. Tinkering Tech says, dang, that's scary, 25 amps. It is scary, yeah. Elwood is saying, I would assume that you could vary the background to a flat black to a semi-gloss paint to get yeah. a glowing effect. Yeah, I'd so love this, to do that. you can still take this off. Yeah, so, so this comes off like that. And uh, those are the brackets. So you can take that off. And then you could still fit some uh, background behind these strips. Yeah, I, I would can, everything is modular. So we just unscrew all of these brackets and then you have this piece of wood here. Mm -hmm. 
um, that you can change. Uh, yeah, totally. Would would make it black and then maybe theme out the frame. You have some snaps of the build too that shows how everything comes off. I yeah. Don't want to do it now. Don't want to do it now. Let's yeah. show a video of it. If you let's see. Think we, yep, we have time. Let's show that off. Uh, one of the things that. Uh, one of the worries that I had when Noah started building this, I was like, man, we got to make this modular so once the holidays are over, we don't have this giant sign that we can't store anywhere. My That's coral. what uh, had the idea to do the brackets to that, so everything uh, can be broken down nice and neat and stored away for oh. additional you might want to You might want to, like, note which side goes up. I have this, uh, this is my indicator, this little <laughs> knot here. So that's why it wasn't fitting. I was like, why doesn't it fit anymore? And some of the side stories too on where we actually got this material. We were throwing away one of our old beds. <laughs> a bed, yeah, an Ikea bed. It had some really nice slats, so mm -hmm. we had two of them. So oh. we figured let's hang on to them. So we were able to build the sign and a faux fireplace, which oh, is yeah. really cool. I didn't kind of make it as a yeah. learn guide or anything, but... Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe It was next definitely year. a lot more better than past... Uh, fireplaces that we made, had like the, the Grinch one that we made yeah, out of cardboard. cardboard and whatnot. That will definitely be updated for next year, or probably later you know, in the month or something, since uh, these woodworking projects were so fun to work on. For now sure. that we have space, we have all the tools and the uh, the way to make the plans, since this is that was a huge part of this, being able to make all those plans inside of Fusion. Right. Yeah, and making it so it's scalable because like, as we were building it, you know, you measure your boards and they're not exactly half an inch or you whatever you think they are. You were able to improvise right on the spot because you had all those printouts, which uh, did you, I don't know if you went into too much detail on that, being able to print all of the instructions and the sizes yeah, for all of the parts. All. Yep, yep. So definitely a huge help on that. Yeah, I use these uh, Snapchat glasses here uh, to document the assembly. So that was really nice to kind of see what I did wrong. <laughs> so, you know, you gain experience on it. I didn't make pilot holes. So the, the screws came in crooked. Um, so lesson learned there. And then um, even like the drill bit that we're using wasn't, uh, it's yeah. like it was the fatter one than mm -hmm, the, uh, mm -hmm. yep, the screws. So it's a good insight, I think, to see, to document what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There, I messed up on the, didn't clamp that other piece of wood down. So then I had to pull this out. Which was, which was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, the miter edge is there. I, since then, I've gotten like a, uh, a nice guide for my, for, my, uh, for my saw, my circular saw. Uh, I got like that, that clamp for making like framed boxes like that. So you can, it's got the rope and clamp, the ratchet thing so I can make better things. And I should have used wood glue there, but I didn't. So there you go. Yep, we will keep on proofing on this as we dive into some more woodworking projects. Yeah. The last thing I'll share is this... Uh, this is for Tinkering Tech here, who's asking about how big we can make these, the yeah. um, brackets to hold all the strips are all parametric. Yeah, they are parametric, which makes it really uh, nice to, to build a custom uh, display. So, unfortunately, the, the tech drawings for NeoPixel strips are a dime, of, like they're not, they just, we don't have any good ones. Mm. So you're gonna have to measure your own stuff. So having this set up in CAD was so essential because now I can really get a visual. How, what's my pixel pitch? You know, how many pixels can I fit in this, mm -hmm. in this, uh, this piece of wood here? And uh, making the design adapt with it was, uh, was a nice challenge. I might rework this so that it's uh, the, instead of going top to bottom, it's going left to right. Because I think going left to right would uh, work for something that Let's say you want to do a 16 by 32 pixel. You don't want to have 32, you know, 
uh, strips, you'd rather have 16 strips mm -hmm. going across 32. So this bracket wouldn't quite work for that. So I might rework it in the future. But uh, the, the source is out there, so folks want to have at it, totally can. Yeah, it looks like there's some interest in that as well. So definitely check it out. We will revisit these. Yeah. And we got some uh, suggestions, some, uh, what's Shouts. it called? Shouts, suggestions, uh, kudos. Not kudos. Uh, Charles Brandon Ford is saying, yeah, do the fireplace as a winter project. So yeah, you're right. It's still yeah, cold be cool. up until around past February. So yeah, maybe we'll do it a uh, couple weeks. Oh, I see. Because it's saying, so yeah. cool. It, it still February. you can still you know theme it out. It doesn't have to be for the holidays. That's true. Yeah. Have mm -hmm. the nice uh, new pixel it bar. Could, it could go there. with like the weather. Like if it's yeah. The original plan was to have uh, pretty much similar to the um, the wreath project that uh, Katni did with the mag tag. So yeah. I'm sure uh, there'll be more mag tag uh, requests for that. Yeah. <laughs> Like triggers smoke and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or smells. Ah, triggers smells. I like smoke and smells, yeah. 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 Could rework the Grinch into that somehow. He yeah. comes out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Definitely got to redo Cut that. Cut the Grinch out of wood. Jim time. Henderson is saying, great search with no M. Pedro. <laughs> the great so search. Yes, I found it. I literally typed, typed in, in dragon. dragon. Because <laughs> Phil B is a dragon. And That's so funny. His name transcends. I don't think that would work on DigiKey, but yeah. <laughs> It works on Adafruit Search. That's so fun. And then Charles Benford is also saying that you can use a car battery with a buck converter or a deep discharge motorcycle battery as a NeoPixel supply. Wow. That's a good idea. We do have a, I don't know what the charge is um, with the, the, the car battery, battery was yeah. here when we bought the house. Mm -hmm. So that's something we can use for it. Yeah. It's like a battery jump start thing. I guess it's time to move on to what are we prototyping? Because Wahoo007 is asking about the dark saber. So excellent. Yeah, let's go yeah, ahead yeah. and jump into what are we prototyping? And yeah, the acrylic parts arrived. Yeah, let's take a look at the a hilt. Day though. or two ago. So here's the hilt. Super excited about it. All 3D printed. Just a couple screws to put it together. Not too bad. I just got this uh, black RGB button. It's not wired yet, but it fits nicely. So let's take a look at the hilt. This is the pommel, so it's removable, comes out. And I needed to make some custom brackets for our electronics. Let's take a look at the, the main one here. Now before, with the prop maker, you needed a feather M4 and a prop maker feather wing, so you had to stack those on top. Mm -hmm. This is the feather scent. It has the BLE um, chip, that's the, the NRI52840 chip. Point with this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has a built-in accelerometer. It has a built-in microphone, light sensor, NeoPixel, all the things you need to make an awesome prop, right? Bluetooth connectivity, that's great. LiPo charging right on there. So it fits perfectly in this little weird um, 3D printed, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like a holder. Holder mount, yeah. And this is this demo speaker. So it has the built-in amplifier and it's a, it's a fairly nice speaker. How it sounds in here is yet to be determined, but we'll see. The battery, this is a 2200 battery same style of like um, bracket. So it fits all in here. So for the order, I think the order is gonna be like this. I'll have the battery come in first. So that slides in there. And then we have the, uh, the stemma speaker that slides in there as well. There's a connector on it, the JST connector, so it should be pretty easy to plug and play that. And I think I, I, think I messed it up already. <laughs> Let me pull that out, okay. Let me try that again. So this goes in all the way. 
then the speaker. All right, now I can feel that that felt right. And then this comes in at the end there because you want to have access to that USB-C or that USB port. So this has a special lip there, so it can't it can't fit all the way in, and it has a little lip there, so you can still pull it out. Um, so I kind of like that the tolerances are not too tight and not too loose. It's always hard to find that middle ground. And then this just press fits in there. It stays locked in there. So hopefully with everything wired up, uh, it won't be too challenging uh, to, uh, to connect things because I have uh, the, the, the plan to use uh, you know, the, the stemma cables so I can disconnect things from the top. I don't have a screwdriver on me right now, but this screw comes out and then uh, this pulls out easily and then there's, are, there's plenty of room in there to get to the wiring for this guy. So that's how the order will be. So that's the handle. Got to wire stuff up. Fits good in the handle, in the hand. <laughs> so then let's look at the blade. So the blade is laser cut acrylic out of acrylic. So the, uh, the acrylic here is a quarter inch thick and then uh, this is a, a 16th inch thick uh, black shiny, um, what do you call it, acrylic. So let's take a look at the fitting. I had to rework the emitter so it would fit but we have a bit of a tang right here. It's not glued yet, uh, so you know it's still floppy and stuff, but I did have to sand this down, so I sanded that down all day yesterday. Don't tell me about it. And then uh, this blade emitter has a little slot there for uh, the sandwiched um, thing. So it's got a bit of a loose fit, fits in like that. There's an extra hole here for a set screw, so we'll have that in there. But uh, that's kind of the scale of it, so let's take a look at it. In the overhead or in the big thing here. So this is the length of it, so 670 uh, millimeters. I don't know how many inches that is, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's the build. It's, it's quite fun. So, cool. so I can't wait to light it up. Um, I might have to uh, redo these parts a little bit because I plan to, uh, to, to, to fit the strip in a better way. Now that I have these on hand, I can kind of better uh, plan out how the strips will be. But uh, that's it for now. Um, I get to work on this on vacation, which is super fun. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm glad folks are digging it. And uh, there's there's a, a couple builds out there from folks, like Bob Claggett made one a year ago. Odin Makes made a really nice one. So I've been looking at everybody's builds and, and pulling out what, uh, what kind of techniques I'd like to do. So if we want to look inside the blade, let's go ahead and do that. Just to show, and I'll talk about who laser cut it too in just a second. But let's take a look at this. So this is kind of the the uh, the core of the blade or the outline and this is like a core so what I, I'm going to plan to do is kind of shave this off so that I can stick the NeoPixels on this edge and then this can fit inside here and have the exact same fitting uh, so just imagine a NeoPixel sandwiched in between these two pieces of acrylic and then this will fit over I got some acrylic glue on the way which is a special type of adhesive made for uh, for your acrylic so it doesn't haze and all that. Um, and then uh, I'll have to use a lot of glue, which is <laughs> fine. And uh, I think the NeoPixels will be embedded in there forever, but that's fine. Uh, the NeoPixels, we're using Ultra Mini Skinny. I know these are Mini Skinny, but we have Ultra Mini Skinny, which feature, um, like the Flex PCB is literally the perfect thickness of this. So this is how thick the Mini Skinnies are, Ultra Mini Skinny. And the, the NeoPixels size is a 1515. So that's the NeoPixels that are on like an itsy bitsy. But yeah, this is really floppy. But uh, this one's less floppy because it's a 
quarter inch thick. All right, so Pinoco is the name of the laser cutting service. And they are awesome. They have a really great choice of, uh, of material, lots of acrylic, uh, some Durwin, what's it called? Dur Durin, MDF, wood, that sort of thing. You can uh, upload uh, an SVG file or a DXF file, a laser cut file, and then uh, run through their website. It's a really, really clean website. It works well. I was able to change my order right after I placed it because like, I messed up on the thickness, the material thickness, and I was able to change my order and get it a day early, which is bananas. So the turnaround is pretty awesome from them. The prices, um, depending on how big your thing is, it's going to go up. But oh, yeah. uh, for me, I'm, 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 pull, I'm putting the price in, you know, <laughs> paying the extra. Um, but yeah, great service, Pinoco. They also have some holiday order deadlines, of course. And uh, I was able to get it, so. Shout out to Pinoco for uh, doing, a, doing a great service. So if you ever got a big laser cut piece um, and you want it in some special material, this is how big it can be. 31 inches long by 15 inches wide. Okay, some conversions here in the chats. Yes. Connor is saying that 670 millimeters is 26.4 inches. Yeah. But Andy Callaway says it's about 28 inches. Yeah. That's <laughs> so in that area. <laughs> what, oh, the, the numbers, right? 670 mm -hmm. millimeters to inch. Yeah, 26.3 is what the calculator's saying. Hmm. 38, I mean, yeah. rounded it off, 20, 0.4. 26 inch, yeah. There is a 0.2 uh, millimeter um, Offset. tolerance. Yeah, for the, for the, for the handle. I think it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more extreme. It's like 0.6 because the orientation of the print, like it has some overhang. The way I print it is like flat. So this roof here has a little bit of that extra overhang. So it's actually 0.6 offset for, uh, for this guy to these walls here. So that's a good little kind of note. But yeah, man, lots of sanding on this. <laughs> I was like the whole day was sanding. Um, but I don't plan to sand this. This is already black. It looks fine. I might paint it. I don't know. I don't like the paint. Sorry. <laughs> All right. But that's the dark, the, the dark saber. What you looking at? Uh, Connor is saying that it's uh, 24 or 25.4 millimeters equal an inch. Yeah. That's nice. That's right. Number to remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Certainly Bruce is asking for the link for Pinoco. Yeah. Check it out. Is. You can see Pinoco. the materials there. Yeah, their website's a little weird at first. Just go to slash designs and it takes you right to their upload thing. It says their stuff's secure, like, so don't worry about like your artwork being stolen or whatever. Like, apparently their client list is Apple. Like oh. Apple uses them to laser cut their shit, so that's cool. And then Vince is asking, could they maybe be uh, fasteners instead of glue to hold the sandwich of acrylic parts together? I mean, you would see it, right? I think you would see it. I definitely think you need to weld it with the glue because then it'll keep the, you know, it'll keep it super, uh, not seamless, but I don't know if the look of screws are gonna look fine. Then we have a rebuttal on even using the acrylic from Drowning Pool 10 saying- Don't use acrylic? Yeah, how about the transparent PLA like you did the Guardian and Master Swords? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we had that. Uh, the, oh, the belt printer. printer. Yeah, the belt <laughs> printer. It was just funny. That'd be great. The blade part 
uh, is the only thing that we would need that for. Um, we do have the CR10, so maybe we could print one out just to see the difference so. on it. Yeah, we should try so it. I think we're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to have to try <laughs> it. Yeah. That'd be so much more better because <laughs> I could like print it as many times as I need to. Mm -hmm. and it's definitely cheaper. It's just time and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's just something about like laser cut uh, really acrylic good. that just is so clean. It doesn't look like this out of the box because I had to sand this. Like That's why it looks frosted because we sanded it. They didn't have a frosted uh, uh, acrylic material um, in this thickness. Mm -hmm. uh, another choice is polycarbonate, which is what Odin makes used. It's thicker material and it's it's less rigid. Mm -hmm. I think and it's stronger. It's more impact resistant than acrylic. Acrylic will shatter uh, under the stress, but polycarbonate is a good a good. Polycarbonate is also what's made out of those lightsaber blades. Just polycarbonate is like the material to use. Uh, so don't plan to battle with this thing. I just plan to have it be a real nice prop that you can swing around. Um, pretty good. Another suggestion from Andres, who's saying, what about magnets on the black part and in the acrylic? So we can have magnets, magnets hold that together. Maybe just glue on the magnets on Maybe. one side. Maybe, yeah. And then an the core have the uh, other, the opposite magnet on there. Or I don't plan metal. to. Uh, I don't plan to make this like to to service the blade too much. So maybe I, mean, I, I like the idea of having it be modular, but I think about the uh, the lightsaber blade and like I never take that apart. Mm -hmm. It's always like the blade as a whole thing that can come off. So. The more fasteners and points that you have, the more it could fall apart, I think. So having a really solid and welded together might be the way that I will go. Hmm. Yeah. But I like the suggestions. They're, they're always good. Yep. Vince to kind of think is, about. has his votes in for the magnet. I think I have my vote in for the three, just three printing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I want to print it, too, because if you can. <laughs> we should, just so we can get the, mm -hmm. the sizes yeah, and all so that Yeah, so folks can correct. print it if they want to print it. Maybe I'll like send this to Naomi. Like, hey, print this. <laughs> uh, yep, we have more comments on that. It's a tiny vest and new printer. Yeah, Lamar said to go ahead and get one when they are available. Yeah, yeah, when they're available. Cool. This is a great discussion. I like the the back forth everybody. It's a good uh, um, point there. If the NeoPixels die out, and mm. you got to throw the whole thing suck. away. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Oh man. And then real quick, I guess for the NeoPixels, let's go ahead and search for Ultra <laughs> Mini. Should have grabbed Skinny. it from the other room. So you could oh, no, check out they the don't sale. Show up. Let me just go grab them. Thanks. So I can get the... Uh... There they are. Yeah, Ultra Skinny NeoPixels. And... Uh... Hmm, they are definitely the smallest strips you can get. They are very small. So small, in fact, that yeah, let's compare the them. pads for the power is actually on the back of them. And here's a nice little size comparison. Yeah. It's like half the size. Yeah. So as I was playing with different strips, it just, it just wasn't pulling enough light. These are the mini skinny. So if you thought mini skinny was skinny, these are even skinnier. Oh, they you look like regular sized them. ones to me now. You can't see them. Um, and here's what I was talking about before, the power. Oh, can't even see it. There is adhesive on the back here, so it makes it a little bit easier to glue together. 
And they're literally right on top of each other, the mm -hmm. power and then the ground and the mm -hmm. data right on top. So a little, a little tricky to solder. Right. It's going to be super careful, but it can be done. So the idea is to use that adhesive and glue it to that inner core edge. So I'll, ha I'll end up with two strips. But you can see how perfect that um, it, it, it like is the thickness of this core. So if it was inside of the uh, of the little outline, then it would it would house it really well, I think. So that's the idea there. So it would be one strip there pointing outwards, and then another strip here pointing outwards, and then I'll share the data. And I guess just for kicks, let's go ahead and turn it on and see if it starts glitching or whatever. But it's just white right now. It's going to be super bright though in the uh, in the camera. Yes, we are going it's to, going to be hard daisy to, chain. To they are this. only uh, half a meter long. Yeah, you'll have to daisy chain them. So that'll be exciting. And uh, a little bit tricky to work with these pixels, but it's, this, it's this, the smallest one I could find, so. There you go. There's a little look of it, the light, so. Andy Calloway is saying, wouldn't the side emitting strips be better? Yes, they, they would, would but, they, but the size. The size of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, it just doesn't quite curve right here at the tip. So you'll have like this spot where it just doesn't. But because of these strips like can be on the edge, they can go all the way to the tip here. Pointing this way. It's hard to work with this. It's all floppy. But that's the idea. Yeah, you know, obviously this would be going the other way. Going that way. Yeah. And Andres is go. saying uh, you can get the frosty look of the outer part with transparent PLA filaments. Yes, yeah. you can. Yes, you totally can. You could sand it too. Mm -hmm. So you can totally do it. I think it's uh, either blue tape or the PEI that makes it look nice and frosted. Printing yeah. on a glass bed will give it a nice uh, shiny, glossy look that you can still um, sand down if you need to make it frosty later on. Yeah, I got time too to think about all these and consider all the all the different blade things. Yep, lots of so playing around I'll with probably, all the different strips. I'll and probably the go with this version, but I have another set of, of parts and I'll play around with that too. So that is the idea. Sweet. Thanks, of course, folks. Mr. Awesome. Certainly saying that this is the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to have a custom emoji in the Discord that has a Mando helmet. I thought I saw one in there. Yeah, there's no Yoda. Or a baby, uh, or a Grogu. Baby Yoda yeah. emoji. All right. Well, we're, we're over time now. We're going to run through the rest of the show. Paige has got another thing we'll have oh, to see. Last thing, uh, you're not going to seal up the actual the feather that'll be on the no, back. No, it's designed to come out. That'll be able to come out so you yeah. can recharge All the battery that way. All the stuff is easy to take out. Yeah, it's the blade part that he's looking at. Yeah, the blade part will up. be kind of sealed up. Yep. Yeah, we'll try all the different suggestions you guys have listed That's here. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. This uh, definitely makes uh, working on these long-term projects a little bit more easier, getting more ideas for different things to try out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's run through the last stuff of the show. We're almost oh, yeah. at the finish line. Um, we have some community makes this week, time-lapse of... Yeah, this was a suggestion Krampus. from... Not that. Uh, oh. <laughs> 
That's for after the show. I don't know what that was. That's a fail. Your moment of fail. I can't remember what it was supposed to be. This oh. is a Krumpus bell from the movie Krumpus. Oh, uh, I haven't seen the movie Krumpus. Yeah, I don't recall. I'm sorry. We call either. it Krump, but it's Kramp. Krampus. Sorry, Krampus. Krampus. Uh, so this is a two-piece uh, bell from the movie. It's like they had some modeling on it and did a little emboss on there. Von Krampus. It uh, would probably come out good with like metal filaments. You can it comes apart, and there's actually a little little thing here that you can attach the little ringer, okay. but it broke off in both of my models, mm -hmm. and it doesn't snap fit. I had I did have to end up gluing the one that we used for the video. Oh, it's a bigger one. But you can print it. I think it's a 150 uh, scale on this one, and yeah, it's a nice little ornament. Yep. Or uh, the Krampus this type was of year a, we've had so far. Sort of a request it's from uh, uh, PT sent this over, and we're like, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, we posted this on the blog last week. This is and for you. We uh, are a be. dragon Krampus friendly company, so uh, of course we got to print this out. Yeah. And there, at that third super photo, you can see like the little ringer phenomenal. holder part. Yeah, that part there that broke off. You can attach, I guess, like some sort of ringer if you print it in metal, or if you're using like I don't think it would work with like the bronze PLA. Okay. A cool, nice little ornament for the goth within. For the goth within. Great job, PT. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it weird. All right, we got another cool make. This is from last week's project. Uh, David Gloud did a PR on. Uh, the project uh, Liz put together, the code for this one. I did a 3D printed stand and a bitmap. Um, but it's good to see uh, a project get like more features. So this one um, ha has random kind of colored balls uh, for the little baubles here. So it looks really cute. So the PR was approved. So you can check it out on GitHub if you nice. did make this project for your mag tag. It's a real nice one too. And a good look at how to use um, random and how to do uh, stuff in display I/O for Circuit Python. So sweet. Thank you, David Gloud, for your contributions. And then the last thing is a make uh, posted on the Prusa Printers site. I don't see many makes posted on here, but Prusa Printers is like Thingiverse. It has, it, though it's you know has less issues maybe. Um, and uh, so Extra Fox posted their make of. Uh, of our retro weather station, also a collab project with Liz. It's a very, very fun project. I haven't really done anything with the code yet. Printing assembly work. Hey, hoot. Love it. This was one of my favorite ones, too. Great design, easy to put together, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> hoo wee, that thing startled the bejesus out of me. The speaker's loud and scared him. <laughs> it's pretty loud. Bonk. We got DIY Brit Smith asking about the acrylic adhesive. Yeah, it's uh, this one here. Weld on for acrylic adhesive. Yeah, and it's got like a needle and stuff. I was able to find. I just looked at Bob. He he linked to it. Yeah. Let's see, going cool. through the rest of the comments. I think that's it. Yeah, we wanted to spend a little bit extra time with you folks. This is the last show of the year. We're Yay. gonna take. The next two weeks off of 3D Hangouts, we will still be cranking on this. Project's still know, coming out. On and off. I'm not going to go too crazy on it. I'm going to do it at my own leisure yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think that's cool. 
All right. Well, we're going to go on the show and tell later tonight. You got Ask an Engineer and then Show and Tell. Flip that. You got Show and Tell and then Ask an Engineer. So we definitely invite you to come on. It's going to be a good time uh, for folks. I'm, I'm hoping to hold packed house More, maybe. More uh, progress and all the projects we're working on. So even if there's no 3D Hangouts, there'll still be projects and we'll be on the show and tell. Yeah. So always catch us there. Yep. 7.30. And definitely join us. Show off some of the cool stuff you guys are working on. Uh, yeah. Progress on projects or old tech, vintage uh, designs or tour of your workspace, stuff your kids are working on. Always welcome. Yeah. Check it out. So check it out. The the invite link to the StreamYard gets posted in the Discord chat room. So Which be sure you're part of it. It's at discord.com slash, wait, I'm sorry, discord.gg slash Adafruit. Yeah. And join there. Sweet. And then um, tomorrow we got shows as well. So uh, I'll try to do these. Um, so Jump Park, we'll, we'll be doing Jump Park's workshop, of course, every Thursday at 4 p.m. And then shortly after, I think Scott's going to come on. Normally, Scott goes on Friday, but because there's some holidays, holidays. and stuff, he's going to do it Thursday, I think. So check him out at 2 p.m. PT time on Thursday. Or maybe not, because they, they might come and we'll see. Keep your eye out. Yeah, but the last two weeks going to be <laughs> weird with uh, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. All but uh, earlier. And whatever happens with you know pandemic stuff too. Shutdowns, look like, looks like there's winter. Coming down Winter storms at, uh, in, on New York, New York today. Let's see how that all shakes out. Yeah, shapes up. And then one last thing before we go, DIY Brit Smith is asking for a Fusion tutorial on creating horizontal-oriented LED strips. That's exactly what I was planning to do, so that's awesome. It's coming. I'm uh, baking it in the head here. Because I need to do it, so I might as well document um, doing it and stepping through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All so right, awesome. Before Friday. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Make sure to subscribe, turn on that bell so you can see all the projects and videos are posted. Yeah. That stuff happening every single week. We have tons of shows as we're right now we're actually showing you. Yeah. Disney Lady Ada happens on Sundays. I think it's solidified now. It's she said. PM. No, she said eight to ten. Eight to ten. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Dinner comes, you know, when yeah. they when they got it. So. So yeah, it was a good one this week. USB uh, Type A connectors and all the different variants of, so very insightful. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great time with Lamar. And then... Uh, make sure that they are mechanically uh, yeah. strengthened. All these little like, gotchas and stuff too. And just got lots of experience on it. JP's up on Tuesdays. He uh, did one this Tuesday, yes, yesterday. And um, it, it happens every 1 p.m. Pacific time or 4 p.m. Eastern time. So you can okay, check them out. Tune in live during JP's product pick of the week. For crazy discounts. Crazy discounts live only while he's streaming, so definitely don't miss those out every single week. Yep. We do the show every Wednesday. We're out next week and the following week, but we'll be back in, what, January 6th or something? Yeah. Something like that. They're just pulling up sometime in January. But uh, we'll be, of course, around in the show and tells. Yeah. And DCB is saying that, yep, uh, Scott will be on Thursday. Excellent. Sweet, we did it. We made it. Hey, another year. Uh, I think the upcoming project is going to be the uh, LED puck, which we didn't even talk about, but it's right. nice and simple. A little um, hockey season. Hockey for indoor playing. And then, Sounds terrible. Hell, <laughs> your glass broken. <laughs> and then it's the, fine. Uh, end, year end project wrap up. Right, we'll do a nice project for 2020. Yeah, 2020 wrap up. 
video. But until then, later tonight. Yeah, we'll see you guys later tonight. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Don't forget, you know, we're we're, we're trying to get through this thing. We'll fight. Mask. We'll fight it together, as we as we do. And social distance. Remember to make a great day, folks. Bye, everybody. See you later tonight.